Yes, it is Tuesday, February 28th, last day of summer. Oh, I thought you were going to say last day of school. <laughs> Just that feeling as a kid. How good was that feeling? Oh. Last day of school before the holidays. Certainly is. Speaking of school, I just told you my story yeah. out there. So poor bugger. Well, I haven't told you. So Kelsey Lee's in grade two, so it's compulsory. You have to do uh, music, like you have to yeah. have an instrument. So her choice was either the violin or the cello. Were they the only two yes, choices? Yes. So you two, that's all you get. They're your two choices. So she does piano. She loves piano, but she does that outside of school time. But her, her, it was, everyone in the class have to do either cello or violin. Incredible. So no brainer for me. I'm thinking, mate, she, the Kelsey Lee's the size of your big toe. She's tiny. Yep. She can't have, play cello. Cello's triple the Too size big. of her. Yep. So it was a no brainer. Can I just say, considering the school she goes yeah. to, that's rubbish by them. Yeah, she get anything you want. Hey, guitar, piano, question. Yes. Do you have to own the instrument or buy the instrument no, or to the school? No, you, you lease the instrument. Of course. No, Brady, you're not getting it for free. Right. You gotta, yeah, yes. yeah, you can't take it home. Yes, no. Oh, so it's right. yours for right. the... T- the I, th- I think it's for... I'm hoping it's only for the term. It might yeah. be for the year. Yeah. So she chose the cello. Of course she did. Uh, so I pick her up yesterday and I look at her walking down the quadrangle. She's got the world's biggest backpack that already looks way big to, uh, too big for it. Her blazer, a hat, a swimming uniform, and then she's trying to lug this cello that is three times the size of that. Because at the moment it's still car line. I don't know if it's still COVID restrictions, whatever. Yeah. You're not meant to go into the she school. Can't go into the I just walked straight into the quadrant. Paul thing couldn't even walk. <laughs> and I now said to me, I go, mate. Honestly, every time my daughter has to take this school and bring it home, she can't carry it. It's too big for her. So if anyone in the east is ever <laughs> seeing Clarky carrying a cello, <laughs> it's not mine. <laughs> I wish it was, Please. but it's not. That's going to be the next, you know. So are, you, are you going to have to learn to play? I'm not learning to play. No. So you're going to get a, a teacher in. To... No, she does it at school. If she wants to practice at right. home, then she practices what the teacher. What I always advise Kelsey Lee to do is because at school they can do this. Just get it videoed. So when she was started piano, mm. the teacher would video like on a phone yep. what she was trying to teach Kelsey Lee, and then video Kelsey Lee. She can bring it home, and then at least Dad's got that. It's like through lockdown. She's learning French at school. So they're learning to count to 30 in grade one. Yeah. French. How could I help? I don't know how to count to five in French. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Ring your mother. I don't know. What am I? Ring Dad mom. doesn't know French. I don't know English. Love. <laughs> and with a little girl himself, yeah, it's all Gutho. ahead of Gutho as well, Get what you've just ready described. ready for the cello, Gutho. <laughs> Morning, Clint. How are you, mate? Morning, man. Sorry, I was just uh, cleaning out my closet to find my old cello. Oh, <laughs> I mate. Just, I was just looking for that. Seriously. What, did you no. seriously play the cello? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Gutho was, was on the a, drums, I reckon. I was at a public school. We, we just had, um, I don't know, chopsticks to play. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got the triangle. triangle. Yeah, that's what I got, the triangle. Or the egg beaters. Yeah, <laughs> the little yeah, egg shaker. Exactly. The little shaker. That's all we got at school. Oh, my God. How are things, buddy? How's the team travelling? Boys must be ready to rock. Yeah, going good. Obviously, this time of year, you just want to um, start playing. It's been a long, grueling pre-season. It's hot out west. And, um, yeah, look, we're ready to go. We've got one more session of Sabo, And then um, we, we just prepare for the game. So, really looking forward to it. Uh, big turnover of play this year. So, that was good. It just feels like um, all those fresh faces are really giving us another boost. And uh, they're going to be coming in to try and stamp their authority on, on the team. And uh, it starts on Thursday. Big year last year for the Eels, Gutho, making it through to the grand final and obviously disappointed to lose it. 
when did you, as a group, put it behind you, and how did you put it behind you? Um, yeah, look, it's it's a tough one. I was I was pretty quick uh, moving on. It's it's just one of those things I've I've come to sort of get get better at in my career as, as it went on. It's um, yeah, it's, you can't go back and change things. You're obviously disappointed, but you just got to move on and, and and just add it in there to to be able to motivate you for the next season. We sort of spoke about it early in the preseason, but um, as I said, we've lost a lot of players that were there and um, these new players weren't involved and, and they want to be able to push us back to that spot again and give us another chance. So it's just about using it as motivation and, and making sure we're doing all the right things to get there again. And it's another long year. We, we've got a few more rounds in there, a new team. And um, look, we're, we're just looking forward to what we can do. Uh, Gus, there's always talk when, you know, big players at every club are re-signing or leaving. And, and, and Mitch, I guess, at the moment is is in that position. But is is this one of the things that really is spoken about more by media and fans rather than players? Like, do you boys just think, right, he's here for the year, we're just here concentrating on that? Obviously, you want him to re-sign, but... I would imagine this stuff just happens, you know, weekly with, with, with rugby league at the highest level where managers are talking to clubs and it just just happens behind the scenes. Yeah, to be honest, Clarky, we like we very rarely talk about it. Mitch is one of my closest friends yeah. and um even still like you you tell him early, well, mate, we'd love to have you, but if we know what you've got to do. It goes on all the time. There's people off contract, on contract, yeah. looking for longer term deals. It's just going on all the time and uh we, we we sometimes just just take the piss out of him and just ask him. We we get five or six of the boys just to the whole day just whisper in his ear what's going on with it, what's going on with it, and um, just get on his nerves that way. But um, look, other than that, we don't even talk about it. We just we just we know he's here this year. He's not going to go this year. We're just focused on winning games. And uh, and and at the moment, he said the other week he was hopefully sorted by round one. So. You never know what can happen in the next couple of days. But yeah. uh, we just leave it up to him, his management. And, and we're just worried about going out there on Thursday and trying to win and start the year off well. But do you think he'll stay, Gutho? For the, for the um, millionth time that you've yeah. been asked? <laughs> <laughs> Look, oh, I don't know. You, you hope he does. I, I think he will. He's, um, he's been at the club for a long time. Obviously, he's had, a, he's had a lot of interest, as you would, as one of the best players in the game. And um, Look, he, we're, we're, just, we're just hoping he does. But as I said, we're focused on him being here this year and um, if, he, if he's there for the next year as well, that's great. But, uh, look, we're, we're ready to go. And um, if you listen to Mitch, you just sign the papers, mate, and get it done. <laughs> you mentioned a turnover of players. One player I'm really looking forward to seeing play this year is Josh Hodson. Uh, didn't play at all – well, played one game last year and did his knee. And uh, Reed Marnie was such an important uh, cog in your makeup. Uh, last season, but tell us about the impact that Hodson's had and fitness-wise, where's he at and what you expect from him this season? Yeah, Hodson's been great. Uh, really, really keen to um, hopefully get him get him back to his best and um, what he's brought to the club already has been huge. He came back with a lot of the young kids um, a lot of the, earlier than we did and um, all the boys said he was just great with them and, um, and more so what he does off the field. He's He's just a great talker. Reed, Reed obviously was a massive part of what we did for a number of years, and um, I was sad to see him go. But to get Reed, um, to get Hodjo into our spine, where we're still a very, fairly young spine, and Hodjo was one of the best hookers in the game not too long ago, and I think a lot of people forget that. And um, what he's done this preseason, he's he's fit. He's in the top two, top three, and everything we do. And um, I think what he does with our leadership, um, what he does on the field, 
he just does not shut up out there. He's talking to his forwards. And um, to have that experience in the middle, it's really going to help Junior Reg. Um, Maddo, when he gets back, we've got Hopgood there, um, who's played a handful of games. And, and those players are really going to benefit from Hodjo. And then uh, and what he can take off, uh, the pressure off Mitch and Dill and myself as well with a kick or a couple of big plays here and there, it's going to be huge for us. And um, I think he, he's probably just as excited to get out there on Thursday, being a long year, um, not playing and just watching and moving to a new team. He's going to be keen to get out there. So we're just looking forward to that. Yeah, it did work out for him as a head coach, Trent Barrett, but as an assistant coach there at Parramatta, uh, what's he brought to the group? Um, just experience. Obviously, um, he's been around the game for a long time. He's played. Um, he's a very smart, very um, intelligent man who who just has so much detail in in what he's trying to do. And um, he's just taken full reins of the attack this year. And uh, what he will be able to do with Mitch and Dylan, myself and Hodjo and and all that our whole team, it's going to be massive. And he leaves no stone unturned. He's there early. He's there leaving late. He's showing your video. And uh, just to be able to have an experienced head like that. Um, join the staff. Um, he's going to be massive, and uh, look, he's just a great bloke as well. And I uh, can't wait to have put this year in and, and see what we can do. Gutho, it's been an off-season dominated by the collective bargaining agreement to discussions, I guess, and uh, the negotiations, and just the issue of player transfers as you're dealing with, you know, what your halfback's going to do in 12 months' time, or at least uh, at the end of this season. And you know, a lot of NRL players, uh, fans of the NBA and a lot of professional sports around the world have trade or transfer periods. So is this an area that the players, I guess, need to bend in the CBA discussions? For instance, that now players should only sign after June 30 instead of November 1, more than 12 months before they end up at their next club. Yeah, it's hard. Obviously, um, the RLPA doing a great um, leading us forward and doing a great job for us as players and uh, fighting for what we believe in. And um, look, it's always hard. You never know what what's what the best way is, what's going to work the best, what's not going to work the best. And um, we'll, as you said, all the, all the American sports and the soccer and that they all have all these periods that that seem to work. And but we're, we're not involved in it. It could be as just as more chaotic as it is uh, what we're going through now. So we're just. We're just trying to find what the best situation is. And, um, look, it, it is hard. I've never sort of had to experience myself, so I can't really talk from experience. But um, just to be able to uh, tidy it up a bit and make it a bit cleaner would be great. Who's really impressed you in the preseason? Someone that you've looked across at and gone, gee, they're in for a huge year. Um, yeah, look, there's a, there's a few. Obviously, we had a lot of young kids coming through last year with Will Penasini, who, who had a great year last year, and he's only going to get better. And, um, look, there's a lot, but I think the biggest one would be Hopgood coming across from Penrith. He's um, he's fit in really well. He's um, obviously played a handful of games over there and, and learned off top of the best players in the game. And I think what he's going to do to our team through the middle is he's tough as nails, but also has great skills. So I think he's going to uh, be a massive impact for us and he'll have a breakout year. Mm. I, I don't know what Parramatta's record is in round one, Gutho, but I know what Melbourne's is under Craig Bellamy, where they've never lost 40 years a game. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so take the, just to... take the week off, Gutho. <laughs> so, so that tells you, tells you they prepare really well to start the season. Uh, and when I look at this Parramatta side, you're missing uh, a lot of experience, in particular in that back row. Um, Melbourne, always a strong professional team. 
how do you break them down? How do you stop them? Yeah, look, it's, it's hard. They're, they're always good. They're, they never have an off year. And um, I think the style of footy we've played over the last few years have, have troubled them a little bit. And um, it's just about completing well but still playing footy. It's, it's that balance in between. And uh, we learned last year sort of at the back end, we'll win-lose early. And then at the back end, we, we just got to gotta play the style of footy we want to play. And um, sometimes you're going to make those mistakes. But against the, the teams like... Um, sort of Melbourne and Penrith, that, that's how you got to play. you got to back yourself and, and back your game, and that's what we're going to go go out and do on Thursday. Gusso, does making the, the GF last year, does that hold you in good stead this year? Like When you look around at your, your teammates now and I guess going through that experience, are, are you guys a better team now, in your opinion, even though you got different personnel? Uh, yeah, you'd like to think so. It's, it's hard every team comes out of pre-season and, uh, they think they're going to go yeah, into true. round one and win the comp. So yeah. it, it's always hard. You you don't know until two, three, four rounds in um, how you're playing, what other teams are playing like. And um, it, it's always tough to say, but um, we're going in full confidence, as every other team is. And you just got to go out there, back what you've done all summer and the last previous years. And um, I think coming off the back of that grand final, it's going to just give us that confidence a little bit more. And we just got to go out there and, and put it all together. Um Every year, there's always little tweaks and you know, with rule changes and, and, and things like that. Uh, you know, I, I noticed you had to have two feet behind the referee uh, within the trial games and, and all that type of stuff. Did, does that make a huge difference, Guffo, in terms of the speed of the game? Um, it, it is a little. It's a little bit hard. We you train so hard for years, um, having one foot with the ref and going at the right time, and then uh, that changes too. So I think it's going to take a little bit of a grace period there to, to get it right and um, how strict they are. You, you never know how how it's going to work early. And I think being, being game one off off the start of the year, it could be anything on Thursday night. So uh, we just got to go out there and, and make sure we're really disciplined and not give Melbourne anything. Well, Gutho, it's great to have you back, mate. Go well Thursday night and good luck for the season. Thanks, guys. Great to be back. A bit of reaction to the chill <laughs> Up on the text well, it sounds line. like someone's happy with the cello choice. Mm. There's a few giving me a bit of stick about get back out west. And yeah. uh, Duckman says, mm. "What happened to the good old days of playing the recorder at Ooh, school? Yeah, Learning the recorder, the recorder really set me up for life with the tools to be a musical genius." There you go. Is that um, from Elton John? <laughs> <laughs> Bonner. Uh, yeah, the cello. I'm not sure I would have done the cello at school. Was that? That wouldn't have been my choice. Neither the violin, though, let me tell you. No. No, drums. I want to smack it. Yeah. Team, never, I don't even think we had music at school. Yeah, no, I played the or drums maybe I missed terribly. That, maybe what did you miss play, day. I don't think I had music. Oh, it's just the singer. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Up front, of course. <laughs> Get the microphone out of his hand. Good mic. luck. I'll show you how it's done. Oh, did, you, did you have music at school? Yeah, I don't we think. Did. I don't, yeah. I don't no, think we I did. Was a, I was a. Um, yeah, what do they call them? The clackers. Oh, the oh, percussion. Percussion. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was in the percussion section. Percussion ensemble. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't have much rhythm, hmm. but I could see. That must have been on the same day as cricket, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, I, I was sports, more sport. I reckon. That's the only thing. I used to play sports so I could get days off, half days. Yeah. I'd put my hand Ma- up. What about when kids don't want to go to like, ball. they don't want to go to cross country cross or country. swimming Ooh. carnival. That was the best day of school. 100%. <laughs> the only day I wanted to go. Always wanted to be a part of those yeah. days. What about how you rinsed Stuart Clark about his softball? 
Posting Mate, on what Friday. About, I've, I've been Major Stuart Clark for 20 years. He just tells me the other day I'm a CEO of Softball Australia. I'm like, dude, really? I didn't know that. There you go. Softball. Yes. I, I know I wound him up at the lunch, but my sister played softball as a kid. Before cricket, I played T-ball. So I know of softball. I know just the one where you on the literally stick, put it on the smack team, it as far as, as you as can as and as sprint yeah. around the bases. What a great game. Yeah, let me hold it still so you can belt it. <laughs> yeah, I remember my sister playing softball, but yeah, I wouldn't have won. you. Man, Stewie. But even that, why does, it not, why does Cricket Australia or Cricket New South Wales, why don't they get him involved? Well, he was GM of the Sixers, obviously, wasn't he? Yeah. When it but... started, they used to have great parties after their games. Get, get him involved. Yeah. He, what were you like, doing tragic. Oh, I got a bait once. Was I don't know how. in the sheds or where? No, you no. They had, uh, I think it was like the first season of the Big Bash. I think I've said this before. They had, mm. the players came up and basically ran the party. Like Dwayne Bravo was. Yeah, I think we're trying to emulate the IPL. Because the IPL mm. for the first seven years was a party and then it was the IPL. Mm. So it was party first, cricket second. You played one season IPL? I played one season IPL. Who yeah. for? Pune Warriors. Oh, yeah. oh, not a full season. I think I played. Did you go any good? A few games. Yeah, how'd you go? No, I can't remember. Not good. Yeah. Who was in your team? Mm, can't remember. Yeah. I'll find out. I was, I was. I flew in, flew out. I had to. I, that was the year I got married. So I played four games. Flew home for my wedding. Then they flew me back for another game. I didn't play. I played because. Were you on the marketing contract? You, no, that was BBL. That was BBL. Yuvraj Singh got um, sick. Yeah. He was. He was the captain of Pune. He got sick. So then I took his contract pretty much, and I was only available yep. for five or six games. Well, yesterday, Loz's favourite player in the NBA, Damian Lillard of Portland, 71 points. Unbelievable. 71 points, hit 13 three-pointers in the Blazers' 131-114 to 114 win over the Houston Rockets. That matched Cleveland's Donovan Mitchell, who scored 71 against Chicago early this year. So uh, that's two players to score 71 this season in the NBA. And overall in NBA history, only eight players have scored 70-plus in NBA history. But uh, Wilt Chamberlain, uh, he had 100 in 1962. In recent times, Kobe Bryant had 81, the late Kobe Bryant, 2006. That was obviously for the Lakers against the Toronto Raptors. So, what was Jordan's put, most? Seventy. Uh, say sixty. Here we go. Sixty-nine. He got for the Bulls against Cleveland, nineteen ninety. Sixty-nine. Yep. Hmm. And you got to put respect on his name, Loz. Damian Lillard. Yeah, you're right with this, mm. Loz. Or you, oh yeah, I, I didn't say he couldn't play. <laughs> I just didn't no, like the way he went about it. Have, saying, you might have. You might have said that. You earn respect through performance. So seventy points. Yeah, he's starting to earn it. He's <laughs> starting, starting to earn it. To earn it. Yeah. He's a good player. I've never been critical of his performances <laughs> on the court. There. I just think it's for other people to judge whether you are a great player, a good player. Yeah. Teammates can judge it. Fans can judge it. But you don't talk about yourself. You're not buying his jersey yet? No, I'm okay. buying... LeBron. Well, I'm well buying You're probably LeBron. not buying LeBron either. You don't like LeBron. Jason Tatum. No, I don't. No, I like LeBron. All I've said about LeBron. He's past don't his go, best. Don't go putting. Oh, no, I'm just. I'm now. just asking questions. I'm just past asking questions. His best. Okay. 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 Sure. He's past his best. Okay. How many points? Seventy what minute? Seventy-one. <sighs> it's a pretty good effort. 
What are you looking at there? No, I'm just looking at India oh, no. are talking about making changes. What do you mean? To their 11? Yes. Who are they dropping? They're resting players, are they? No. Oh, yeah, K.O. Rahul. He's under pressure. Yeah, he hasn't made as many runs as he'd like. I actually did an interview with a journalist in India yesterday, and that was their their first question to me. Um, What would I do if I was in there, if I was Rohit Sharma, the Indian captain? What what would you do? I would – I always found – I would prefer to fight for a player than let them go – too soon, so sometimes I made the mistake of keeping players for too long when it was up to me as captain. Um, But that was my personality and I always believe if you're winning, Mm -hmm. that's more reason to stick with somebody. Give them more time because if you've got a good player, they will come good at some stage. A lot of the time it's just you're not having the luck you need or mentally you're a bit flat or you haven't got your confidence right. So if I was India right now, I would be keeping K.O. Rahul. They've been winning. Yep. They've been playing well. He personally hasn't been playing as well as he'd like, but in a winning team, that's where I reckon you can just hold him for a bit longer. What does he mean by this Ravi Shastri when he says, uh, anyhow, he goes, if the vice captain doesn't perform, someone can take his place. But he goes, if I'm being blunt and brutal, overseas it's different. Here in our conditions, you want prime form. Mm. You want someone like, Shubman Gill, yep. who's, who's in good hot. form. Yeah. Yes. So K.O. Roll is the Indian Test Vice Captain. Yep. Um, There's another reason where I'd, if I was Rohit Sharma, I'd be fighting for him as well because, because he is the Vice Captain. You get a, a little bit more leeway, in my opinion. Um, Shubman Gill is batting beautifully at the moment, in good form, scoring lots of runs. So they're saying they've got a player who's ready to come into the team. Why are they hanging on for K.O. Raul? But yep. I think the best of K.O. Raul is worth fighting for. And maybe that's the problem with India at the moment. They've got so many Too guys many. in good nick that yep. if you don't perform for three test matches, you're out. Yep. Someone else gets a crack. And there's nothing wrong with that as well. That's your style. That's your style. But I think it would really come down to, I think if Rohit Sharma, who's opening the batting with whatever player they bring in, I think if he wants K.O. Raul, he'll keep him. I remember there was a young boy that came over... Was it last tour or the tour before? Yeah, we just saw a highlight of Mitchell Stark getting him out. Um, He's only from Delhi. He had short, the massive, yeah. Had everyone, the massive, mini, mini Sachin yeah, Tendulkar. That's him. Yeah, I know you're talking about. I can't remember his yeah, name. I know you're talking about. But th- th- they had the massive. I think he got, think he got injured. He, he had something. He had something the other day off the field. I, I saw it on Instagram. I want to get his name. Um, yeah, but I saw it on oh. Instagram. I think he had a, fo- a disagreement with someone, and somebody was filming it. So that was big news in India yeah. last week. Uh, Pritiv Shaw. Pritiv Shaw. Shaw. Yeah, that's Shaw. him. Yeah, yep. That's him. Um, very talented. Had a cracker IPL his first year. Yeah, um, yeah very talented. Yeah. But at the moment, he's obviously not in contention for this, this opening batting position. Tickets for Game 1 and Game 3 of the NBL Championship Grand Final Series against the New Zealand Breakers at Kudos Bank Arena are on sale and selling fast. Tickets start at just $25 for adults and $52 for families. And get your tickets via Ticket Tech Game 1 Friday night in Sydney. And joining us now, Sydney Kings Brazilian Centre. He's averaging 10 points and 5 rebounds this season. And he won the Coaches Award last week at the Sydney Kings presentation night. Tim Suarez joining us. Tim, a very good morning to you. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for having me on the show. Great to have you on. And, and how have you had, or how have you found having this big gap, Tim, between when you last mm. played, obviously, to finish the semi final series against Cairns to playing game one? 
Uh, it's not ideal, but uh, it's been good for a team. Uh, we've kind of been able to regroup, um, get our bodies right, and get them ready for uh, Friday night. Timmy, are you worried about any sort of rust on Friday, or do you think only a couple of weeks you guys will be fine, be able to walk straight back out there? And I'm, I've got no doubt you've been training, but just that lack of playing time, do you worry about that? Uh, not too worried. I think uh, when it comes down to it, it's the grand finals, and I think uh, that alone will get everybody going and everybody's energy uh, pumped up. So we'll be excited for the crowd, and uh, I think that will be enough to get us going. Now, Tim, that you've nearly had a full season here in Australia with the NBL, and you've played in Israel, Turkey, obviously the US as well. Uh, how is our competition unique? Um, I think it's it's been uh, – there's an Australian twist to it, um, for sure. Uh, I think here everybody's very competitive. Australians in general I've seen are very competitive. Um, to me, it's a, it's a different style of basketball than Europe. Um, it definitely mirrors more of the NBA style, uh, more up and down and uh, quicker pace. So I, I've enjoyed playing. And, and Chase Buford, your coach, uh, I mean, how's he unique as a coach? Because he certainly he shows it some emotion, doesn't he? And it can get him into trouble. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's great. He's uh, he uh, he loves he just loves basketball and loves winning and. Uh, that's just his emotion coming out. So, With Chase, does he talk about the impact that you can have in terms of going back-to-back and you start to get that status as being one of the really great teams in the NBL? Or is Chase more a coach that just focuses on the, the now and present and this next game rather than looking too far ahead and talking about what happened in the past? Um, obviously, at the beginning of the season, um, his goal was to go back-to-back. Um, now that we're getting closer, he's just focusing on the next game. So right now all we're focusing on is game one, and we haven't talked much about going back to back, just everybody around us has, but we've been focused on our, our next game. In your three games against the Breakers this year, one, two out of the three, I think every team won actually on the road in your game. So what's the key to beating them? How are they, or what are their threats that you have to, to deal with? Um, no, they're a good, talented team, well-balanced team. Um, I think as long as we go back to playing Kings basketball, Kings defense, um, offensively, where we we're, we have a lot of power. Um, so our focus will be defensively, just making sure we do the right things and uh, play the right way. And uh, that should take care of itself. Tim, one of the great, um, you know, great things about the Kings is the way they've been able to bring people in close to the stadium, 15,000 people to a game. There's a lot of excitement around basketball in this city. And in Sydney, it's a very difficult market to attract people because there's so many sports that are going on. But I'm sure the group must be proud that you've been able to jag so many people to these contests. And when they turn up, you don't want to let them down. Yeah, no, for sure. I think, uh, well, I think the whole Kings group too, uh, Paul Smith and everybody else have done a great job of attracting the crowd and we're just trying to do our job. I think we have a very electrifying team, uh, does a good job of getting up and down and Xavier Cooks does a good job of getting some big dunks once in a while. So <laughs> it definitely helps a lot. 
And Tim, what does the future hold for you? I know in the short term you want to be winning a championship with the Kings, but will you head back to the NBA Summer League? Um, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I haven't thought that forward yet. I've been focusing right now. I leave that. I leave a lot of that to my agent. But uh, I mean, the goal is just we'll do whatever's best for me the next stage. Uh, if that's here or if that's. Uh, Going back to the uh, summer league, we will see if there's a great opportunity for that. So, How have you found living in Sydney? Oh, Sydney's been great. Sydney's a, a beautiful, beautiful uh, city to live in, and uh, reminds me a lot of my home country, Brazil. Just how lush and green, and how the be- uh, the beaches are very beautiful. So, it's a good place for me. I love it. And, and your family had some history over here in Australia as well, didn't they? Was it your mum played over here? Um. Yeah, I think I misspoke back in the day. <laughs> she said, uh, I think she just did a tour, just a couple of games, just, yeah. Um, so, oh, Well, great to have you on the show, and uh, it's been a great season so far. Good luck in this uh, championship series, and hopefully we're saluting another King's Triumph. Tim, thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Tim Suarez, Sydney Kings Centre, and Game 1 Friday night. Remember to get those tickets via Ticket Tech. The Kings $1.50 with tab for game one. Just New Zealand this year, Mido. Oh, they've been awesome. $2.55 in the Zealand. last couple of years. But I mentioned the fact that Sydney's a tough market, which it is. Like, to be getting, you know, twelve to 15,000 people to a basketball game, it just shows there's a market for it. There's an appetite for it here in Sydney. We do love winners. Um... And, and it would be great to see Sydney go back-to-back because you want big clubs in any league. Because if you've got the big club, people want to knock them off. Mm. And there's always that rivalry and intense rivalry. And I think when the Kings are going good, that's when mm. you start to see the NBL here in this country at its best. We're obviously a little bit immune to this, but interstate, the Kings are currently, and obviously in New Zealand as well, Hated, yeah, that, and that's despise, great. But that's good because they're successful. Yeah, but you know what? It adds, we're Sydney, but it adds to the competition. Definitely, because not only are we talking about it here because we're winning, other um, states and countries in in New Zealand are talking about it because they hate them. Hmm. So they're generating publicity. So it's it's good for the sport. Embrace the hate, Brad Davidson. A very good morning to you. How are you? Morning, guys. How are we going? Yeah, good, thank you. Animo, fantastic. So what do you think James Cummings will do with him now? Does he go to the George Ryder? Does he go to the Ranvit? Yeah, I'm not sure which way he'll go now. I mean, we know probably what's his, you know, with 2,000 metres is his, his cherry right, but he, he's shown he's so versatile, a bit like all the, you know, the great horses in time. He's able to win 1,400 metres and, and, and right up to that, you know, the 2,000 metres come grand final time. So... Yeah, whether they'll go that way, I'm not sure. A lot of the times they use their George Ryder, don't they, just to hit the fitness levels over and then to 2,000 metres, but maybe straight to 2,000. I always like to, to run over the bit of a longer trip as well. So, look, good to have those options, good to have those little headaches, but uh, he was simply scintillating there on Saturday. Um, got back further than we all thought, and, you know, there was a stat going around on social media saying basically when he fit, when he settled uh, further back and forth, he was vulnerable in the past and lost a lot of races and basically when he was in the top four he was unbeatable so look he showed there they went along at a good tempo uh, which was good to see because sometimes those races gee they just lack speed and uh it was good to see them roll along at a, at a genuine tempo there and I, I thought at the sort of 700 i thought 
yeah, okay, you're going to get to the right part of the track. They're rolling along here, but it's, it's not handed to you here all the same. You've got to work for this out the out the back instead of having the, the perfect sort of peach run just behind the speed. But he put him away in a matter of 200 metres and ta-ta, off he went. And, uh, yeah, it was simply outstanding. Similar field, of course, to what he beat first up. So, you know, it's only going to get harder. And, and that's the key for me is, is getting up to the, the Queen Elizabeth and races like that. Um, you know, that's where it's going to get harder for him. But... There's no doubting his class, and he's going to start short price favourites. His favourite, you would think, in the in the QE, and um, and then onwards and upwards overseas after that. Davo, where's I'm Thunderstruck at? Yeah, Clarky, it was an interesting one, wasn't it? He, I know a lot of people say he needs to be ridden cold and these sort of things, but I'm not a big believer in that sort of stuff. I think if you if you're sitting midfield and they're not going overly hard, then uh, that's kind of the place to be. And he, he settled in a perfect spot there on Saturday. He looked to be traveling sweetly yes they went slow but you'd still you know expect that last 200 meters to be better than it was and that was the concerning factor for me was he he just didn't put in that last little bit and uh, even the first up run I thought oh you know my first thought was a little bit disappointing and then I thought I'll give him the benefit of the doubt for the fact that his first up he probably just peaked on the run late but then that was uh yeah concerning signs there for him and how he's going this preparation that latest effort it was uh it was pretty plain. So, look, Alligator Blood was outstanding. But, um, yeah, jury's out on him, this uh, this preparation. So uh, we'll wait, have to wait and see the next couple of starts if he can bounce back or if he might just be a bit below his best uh, this, this campaign. We know they're not they're not machines. They do have off preparations and disappointing runs. So we'll have to wait and see what he does in the, in the next couple of starts. I know the Golden Slipper is still a few weeks away, Davo. Are you any clearer in your mind about which way you're sort of leaning? Have you got a top four or five, or do you still think it may be a little bit more open than that? Yeah, I don't think uh, Saturday answered too many questions, Was to be honest. Um, you know, the, the Blue Diamond, Little Bros was super, so, so was Don Corleone there, uh, who probably should have won the race if he had any sort of decent luck. And, you know, still City was luckless. There were a number of horses in behind them. Even a 101 pop was pretty luckless in the race. So it does cast a little bit of doubt over that form line to me and, and suggest, okay, is it, is it back towards the Sydney horses? And the two two-year-old winners in Sydney on the weekend were solid, but I wouldn't be getting carried away all the same. So I think it you know, goes back to learning to fly once again. I think she's still top seed at this stage from what she's done, and there was nothing to really get away from that. That English Millennium form stacked up there in the two-year-old Phillies race in, in Sydney on the weekend. So I think she's still top pick for me, but I think it's a pretty open year. I don't think it's... She's over the line by any means. Normally by this time we'd have a pretty dominant one or two, but uh, this year they seem very, very even. So we'll have to uh, yeah, keep up uh, looking at the form and looking at the uh, the lead-ins. Uh, the slip is about three weeks away now. So yeah, Who are we following? Look, I think Mr. Brightside's the, the main one to follow out of the weekend, guys. Um, you know, he was outstanding behind Alligator Blood. It was a slowly run race, and I thought his late splits were, were very good and had back me next start written all over it. So... He's the main one to follow. Gee, I thought Mogo Magic was outstanding in the Tab Highway. One of the more impressive Tab Highway winners I've seen for a long time. Um, I'm not sure what they'll do with him. I, I heard whispers that there's offers overseas, and that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, do, you but, sell? Uh, yeah, whether, do you sell, uh, yeah. Davo? Yep. Yeah, you sell every time, yep. don't you? Uh, <laughs> well, that's me. I'd be I'd be selling and going to upgrade the boats and doing, uh, doing other bits and pieces <laughs> for sure, but... Yeah, I just think there's so many risks in racing, right? And, mm-hmm. and you, you know, you can get money, uh, then you may as well, if you get a good price, of course, but you always do with those horses when you get the uh, big, you know, you hear a lot more stories, don't you, about the horses that were offered 1.2 and they, they struggle to win another race than, yep. than the other way. So 
Um, but look, if they do keep him, he's a, a Saturday class horse at the very, very least. Uh, he's just running time after time that horse and had to do it both ends. So he's a, he's a horse I want to keep an eye on going forward for sure. You're bidding anyone? Oh, I think Profondo's got to go there, guys. He, you know, I, I, I think I thought he had a good chance on Saturday and didn't get up again. So I don't know what's going on with him. Um, whether there's, you know, a, a hidden issue or whether he's just not enjoying racing or what it is. I mean. He trialed well. He only had the one soft trial leading in, but he was gone at the, at the 500 there. So, um, yep, we'll have to put him in the sim bin and wait to see something else from him first. Thank you, Dave. Have a great day. You too, guys. Chat tomorrow. Cheers.